Welcome to Tough Love Podcast with me, Marie Lachman, matchmaker, dating specialist, and the founder of Love HQ Matchmaking. And me, Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist and relationship specialist. First of all, we would like to say a very happy Christmas. Uh, I think everybody's getting really into the festivities. If you're listening to this, it's probably between Christmas and New Year, if I'm honest. Um, but yeah, I hope everybody's having a great time. So I thought it was interesting, just as we sat down to start with this podcast, we we both found before, well, me first, I said, Mairead, before we start, I got to have a download. Yeah. I've got to talk about all those things that are driving me crazy at this point. And I just thought, and and you similarly. I did. And I was like, I need a download for two minutes as well. And we actually, with our own little, with our own little therapy session here off the mic before we started on Zoom. Yeah. So I thought it was no harm. Just, you know, we're, we're not going to give you all our um, individual ones, but I thought it was worth mentioning because I've been on, you know, Bobby Kerr and Pat Kenny all yeah. doing different um, different sort of stress points around Christmas and here I am living many of them myself you know so we're just as I say people getting through Christmas but um, at the things that I think people struggle most with are all those first of all all those difficult situations that you find yourself having to say yes to and wanting to say no no and what is it about us Irish people okay we have to say no and follow it up with an excuse like do you ever just say no thanks now, it depends on who's in your life. I had to give out to somebody very close to me recently to say, why do you always do that? So basically, they were inviting somebody there to mm-hmm. something and they were like, no, I actually think I'm busy that day. And they genuinely were busy. And the other person in my life, very close to me, was like, well, you know what? We'll just book it in anyway and you try and get there. And like they had actually said they're not going, okay? And I was like, why do you always yeah. do that? Why do you try and convince them? Can you not just take no for an answer? So I think it's because of that type of person. So we're actually going to resume here now because Stephanie has had a meltdown about the battery on her laptop. I think Christmas is getting to Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard her use so much French in all of my life. I didn't think you were that fluent in it. <laughs> that was really funny. But you know, I thought it was a really good example. You know, I started into this call having had one of those testy Christmas phone calls. Yes. You know, which I think everybody's navigating, which yeah. I was talking about navigating myself this morning on the Bobby Kerr. You know, the saying no, just sort of exerting your, you know, your own position, trying not to offend anybody, trying to keep relationships right. Yeah. But great difficulty. And I think that's why my battery was going and it could have indeed been my own personal battery that was going. My tolerant battery. That's brilliant. Well, look, I think it's actually, it's no harm to mention it because look, the two of us, we often come on here and we're trying to give the best example of everything, but like real life is happening in the background as well. So I think it's important to say that. Um, The main reason we're having this podcast today is we actually want to talk about, you know, that week in between Christmas and New Year's. I think it's one of the best weeks of the year to just reset. I think everybody's off work. So you have way less distractions than a normal like week off work. Um, And I love to use that time just to one, kind of catch up with myself, but also to, to really look to the year ahead, to reset what's happening and what my 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 kind of goals are without getting too much into them. I hate the words New Year's resolutions, but it's just maybe making some more conscious decisions. It's a very special time. It is really yeah. special, isn't it's it? It's a really unique time. And, and um, I know for some people it can feel like kind of a prolonged time because we do a long Christmas in Ireland, yeah. I'm sure. But 
I would just, and I think that's what, what prompted us to talk about this for the middays, you know, the Christmas in between days when people are with themselves um, happily or maybe feeling a little longing or a little bit of looking back. As I say, there's always the past, present and future to be considered. And, but you can use these days in a really good way. And you're saying it instinctively. It's something you do. I have to say, Mairead, it's something I've always done. Yes. I always sit back, less of the resolutions, but much more. I look back at the year kind of slightly in a grateful way, looking at what I what, what went well, what I liked, where I feel I've got to, what I've achieved in my own personal goal sense, you know, and yeah. just things that I'm happy with, things that I got done that maybe I never even thought I would be doing, you know. And um, and it's really important, I think, to to kind of almost gather those, like the gratefulness and the good points of our year, and then begin to, see, you know, really see what do I need to tweak here? What do I need mm-hmm. to look in all aspects of your life, because this is a unique little quiet period, as they say, when the world really goes a little quiet. Yeah, and I think, okay, for the, some people are going to be listening to this, they're quite lonely in their life at the moment. And so I think make, be making a conscious decision that it's going to be a positive and a proactive time to readjust and, re, you know, make the little decisions that are going to align the year to where you want to be. One thing yeah. that I've really noticed myself in life um, is that three years, three, sorry, three months can really change any area of your life. If you just put three months to it, you know, um, I remember even starting like my business, Love HQ, and I'd been working a very different job, a very different industry. And I decided I was going to set up Love HQ and I launched my dating events at table for six where I used to send three single ladies and three single men on group dinner dates. And when I say those three months were probably the biggest change in my life ever. And it just shows anything is possible within a three to six months period. So it's never hopeless. Um, And when we were talking about doing this, I kind of looked up a lot of different research, but there's eight different areas that I would say, and I would probably recommend people, if you are out for a walk, maybe sitting down and looking at this later as well with a pen and paper, there's eight different kind of topics that you should look at. One is personal development. Two is relationships. Three is health. Four is self-care. Five is home life. Six is your free time. Seven is your finances. And eight is your career. And actually looking at each of those points. Um, we'll start off maybe, Stephanie, with personal development. Um, you know, how, what are your thoughts on I, this? Can I say something? Yes. About yes. your, you know, these eight, eight points. I always think of, and, and I think they're really good because I think of life and success and mm-hmm. happiness like a child's mobile. Do you know the way mobile? Yes. I often describe this to clients, the way you just touch one part of it and everything else moves a little bit. And it's a little like that. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a, an interesting little balance that's kind of hard to determine, but but each piece has an impact on the other. Yeah. So, although there are nine individual pieces, once you begin, the balance for the next becomes a little easier. I suppose, I hope I'm totally doing that well, but that's, that's quite an important point. The energy from one feeds into fresh energy for another, even without you actively thinking about it. So starting on, you are saying, start off with, say, the personal development yes. area. The thing I always feel people must remember that life is a constant changing thing and you have to keep developing with it, bringing in new skills, new awareness, new understanding, new learning. Yeah. 
what keeps you. And that's what makes you vibrant as well in your own life, because that's what's important here. We're talking about you finding life interesting. If you're not finding life interesting, you have to do something about that. You've got to change that. Are you sick of your job? If you are, start looking around. Are you tired? Are you tired working for yourself? Are you lonely on your own? Do you want do you find it too much? Do you need to collaborate? Do you need do you need maybe a coach to help you in the sense of how you're, you know, kind of like a career coach who will help you to think about work? Um, so all those aspects of personal development, your skills, your um, your awareness time, look into that. See where where you need work, to do a little work and a little changing. Yeah, I think really the whole makeup for life is thousands of little questions or trying thousands of little actions. There's a great book out called Atomic Habits. I'm sure many of you have read it now at this stage, but it does just draw a little bit of light on your day to day. Sometimes we can look at something like this and think of the big, huge mountain that we need to climb. You know, it's the same as when you're trying to lose weight and you think, oh my God, I've so much to do. Or when there's something big coming up. But actually, it's all small little steps and breaking it down into bite-sized pieces. I think with personal development is maybe getting even a few books and it's not even always buying books, sometimes doing a little bit of research on the internet, going down little rabbit holes of areas of interest. For some people this year might be the year that they decide they want to meet their person and fall in love. For some people, they might be growing their business, you know, so concentrating on what area and what life skills you need to change or not change or even grow. Um, you know, just kind of briefly, when I was starting a table for six, I actually started my business on 50 euro. And I don't really say this much, but I, I really just sat down and was like, OK, now I had a degree in business. I'd managed a number of different businesses beforehand and I worked in finance. So I had a certain level of skill set already. But I, all I could see was all these obstacles. And so I decided what I'm going to do is I'm going to learn all of these things. I learned how to do graphic design. I learned how to do social media. I obviously was doing a huge amount of research and study in psychology, relationships, all of those sorts of things. because I was very passionate about that area. And I just built my own website. I had to teach myself how to do all that. All of those things I hadn't done before. But it just meant that I was a lot more self-sufficient, even as a business owner, let alone the profession then that I was trying to get into, which was obviously matchmaking. So, you know, once you the internet, about, you can do anything. Can I say something about what you've just said there? Yes. What you've really done is you've um, empowered yourself. Yes. To make a change. You did the research, you learned what you didn't know, you learned, you filled in the, the knowledge gap and you looked around you and, and that's what helped you move on. Yeah. And as well, we can see all these obstacles. You know, I wasn't sitting on thousands of euros, you know, just to like get people to buy, do this, get people to do that. Like I treated it like a hobby. You know, I did the main bulk of what I did was the matchmaking and the actual core type of business all day long. But in the evening, I actually looked at building the website and the graphics as nearly like a hobby in the evening because yeah. I could I just didn't have time to do it all. And so, you know, it, there was certain things, but I always gave myself the weekends off and I still am very clear on my weekends. So like yes. even with personal development, like what new life skills do you need to, to learn? And it doesn't necessarily have to be with career. It could be with baking. It could be with um, things to de-stress you, things to make you more active, all of those things, just learning a little bit more about yourself as well. And one, one of the really important things I think that you said there is it's bite size. Start just, I often say to people, a step at a time, just do one thing in that direction the next step in that direction is an awful lot easier. Yes. And in this, do your research. Over the Christmas, you've got the time. Everything is online. In terms of what you need to change and learn in your personal side, do it. 
here's your these are your days to do it you yes. number two you have their relationships, relationships. And now we talk a lot about relationships yeah, yeah. But i know not just romantic though relationships all your relationships a, a kind of a i suppose you'd call it like a a, a social sort of um mm. uh, check through your whole sort of social kind of capital if you like who you have in all your the people in your life all the people in your life in your circle and I think people need to look at who do they invest their time in who do they invest their energy in because very often you if you wrote down all the people who are important to you the people who are important to you don't necessarily get the fair share of your time Stephanie, can I just say Christmas is an absolute core example of that. And I was speaking to a friend of mine earlier about this. At Christmas, you're catching up with all these people you haven't seen for the entire year. Yet all of the people that filled your cup, that gave you all the laughter, that you did all the fabulous things with during the year, you don't really get to see. Because they're putting the long finger because you only saw them a month ago. But actually, they're the people you choose to spend your time with on a monthly basis. So yes, I do think you need to break your relationship down into your romantic relationships, your friendships, maybe even work colleagues. You know, there could be people in your life that really are maybe causing you huge stress going to work or maybe causing you anxiety. Uh, Also as well, like who you're spending your Christmas with. You know, I had to have a uncomfortable conversation with my family a couple of weeks ago to say I am not doing the Christmas we did last year we had 16 people around the table last year and I honestly worked from 5.30 in the morning got up to clean the house because it was all family home from Australia and everything until late that night I was also on call for the first responders and I just said it's too much I'm not doing this again this year and actually it was a difficult and uncomfortable conversation for one like one day and the following day everybody was like yeah but then everybody was like thank god yeah because people will be adults people will be adults and that's what you did you you know you had a look through it and revised it and rethought it and that's what people have to do you have to look and be a little adult now about it you don't have to be friends with everybody Mm -hmm. everybody doesn't love you you don't love everybody either. And yeah. you you can respect and, you know, nod to the relationships, but you don't have to give them your all. And so I think it's about um, changing the emphasis a little bit and mm-hmm. revising it and realizing you have the power to choose. And I think that's really important. Uh, some people don't feel they have any power and they, they kind of just uh, let other people dictate and they follow in. So I think you, yeah. you, we would, I just really would encourage that. We also have a podcast on friendships and relationships as well. One of the earlier ones that we did. And so like there's a lot of these that ha- we have done full podcasts on. But really what we're trying to do is just make you aware of, you know, what you're looking for for the new year and using this time wisely just to reset. The yeah. third thing uh, we're talking about is health. And we could break that down into mental and physical health. For some people, they may have had health issues during the year. For some people, they're consistently suffering with their mental health. You obviously see a lot of that, Stephanie. But I'm very, very clear, both health and physical health and mental health, that it's a proactive thing. You have to do the things that keep you healthy. You you can't if you're if you're not doing anything to maintain what you have, then there is a natural kind of decline. Mm-hmm. In the same way as your fitness declines, your mental fitness too declines. You have to do things that make make you keep you physically well, like as we know, the eating well, the activity, mm-hmm. etc., the building muscle, all of those things. We know those things, but that's what maintains health. Equally on the mental health side, there are things that maintain health. One mm-hmm. is 
maintaining, having control of certain things and controlling everything that you can. Watching for your positivity. Um, of course, there are things that are negative and bad and get us all mm-hmm. down, but you have to keep an eye. And try not to focus on them what, and let yourself go into the and hole. what you have to be grateful for. You have to actively keep an eye on that because that helps your trajectory to stay right. And the other thing I think in a mental health sense is be able to listen to yourself, find yourself, find the way of listening to yourself and to act on what you hear. As somebody myself who suffered very badly with my uh, with anxiety uh, and work related stress and anxiety as well uh, in the late my late twenties and it, like it it was very not only just physically like not just mentally sore it was physically sore I ended up getting um, a stomach ulcer all of those things I was on medication for it and the one thing I would say to anybody listening to this is of all of these things I would probably say the one thing you should focus on if you are suffering from your mental health at the moment is I would really just be so gentle with yourself so kind watch your expectations watch your inner voice and just baby steps one thing that I had to do was cut out some like we're just after talking about relationships there I just cut out some friends that constantly wanted me to go drinking with them and I was like no I'm this is what I'm doing because alcohol does not work well with your mental health so no. I would say if of all of these things focus on that now you can have all you know a little plate spinning but I would certainly say if you're on medication for your mental health, I would maybe look at the source of it, maybe getting professional help and everything. Don't just take the medication and just think it's going to go away. I yes. do think you need to make little cha- changes. And little again, changes. Little, little changes. And to having good friendships or good relationships, maybe even discussing it, one or two people and saying, I need a little bit of help navigating this. My dad yeah. always says, everybody needs a little bit of help going through life. And it might just be your turn for that little bit of help. Yeah. And and another point, if I may say about that is if you don't, if you don't open up to people a little, it's very hard for them to know how yes. to reach you. People can, you know, I hear people saying all the time, well, I don't like to work socially because I don't really have any big news and I'm, you know, I don't have any, any sort of thing to contribute anymore. You know, I'm doing the same thing. I'm the same place I was last year and all that. Well, you know, what's happening then is you're cutting yourself off even from yeah. the possibilities of things that could make yes. things better. So you have to push yourself out there a little bit all the mm-hmm. time. You all have to push. I have a lovely little thing on Instagram. I don't know if you have seen it where the little girl is going down the slide and mm-hmm. she pushes her father and then she has nobody to push herself down the slide. Ah. She puts her hand on the small oh. and pushes herself down. And I always find it very touching because I think it's that thing of sometimes you have to push yourself. Yes. You don't have somebody to push you. You know, you don't have somebody yeah. else to do it for you. And I, I think as well, I think as well, if you don't have someone else to give you a little bit of hand at the moment, doing little things like yoga, um, just taking that little, I would say, remove yourself from the stresses or the, th- the you know, the little anxieties. Definitely practicing gratitude, focusing on the positives as much as you can without being, you know, silly about it. Um, but like, just being very grateful for the every all the small little steps along the way and be very kind to yourself. I would definitely say that. Your physical health then as well. I would say, you know, realistically try and get on top of that as well. If there's something, focus on it, especially if it's something serious. The odd time people come to me, Stephanie, for matchmaking and they're going through serious health issues. And, you know, dating is difficult. Starting a new relationship is different. It's difficult. It's a very vulnerable time both mentally and physically from the perspective of, you know, the trying to keep going all the time. Um, People, yes. I would say just take a little, just focus on those things. Health is 
probably the most important, I would think. What you're what you're touching on there as well is that when you are struggling with things, emotional things like yes. separations, new relationships, letting somebody go, getting over a breakup, there's a huge emotional of mm-hmm. course, all going on to your physical self. And when you see people, as you say, coming out, wanting new relationships, mm-hmm. they still have that deficit, that energy deficit from all of that negotiation. Emotional energy, you know, when we're processing things emotionally, it takes an awful lot out of us. So let's just scooch forward if we make So Yes, self-care. With health and self-care, we've said a little bit about how you do that in a yes. way. Self-care is about balance. It's about mm-hmm. being able to put yourself first. It's about being healthily selfish. It's about being able to know that there is a physical me, an emotional me, a psychological me, if you like, and a me that 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 needs to feel valued and to have purpose. So I think it's balancing all of those little bits. I think so. You have to attend to that. It's your job to put 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 put. Um, how would I say to put emphasis on that and give yourself whatever nurturing you need on each of those. Can I say about self-care, I actually really enjoy this time between Christmas and New Year's. Um, Obviously, with the type of of job I have and business that I have, I'm driving a lot. I'm on the road a lot. I'm trying to schedule calls. The days that I'm out of the office, I'm back in then. It's like 20 missed calls on top of the stuff that I'd already scheduled, trying to get people out on dates, trying to follow up them, all of that stuff, okay? And so that's all masculine energy. And so I really, when I mean this, I schedule time during Christmas and New Year's and when I'm on holidays as well to really practice my feminine energy. Okay. And by that, just thinking of all the times that I feel like really in my feminine energy, when I feel softer, when I'm not in business mode, I do a lot of baking and cooking as my downtime just to balance it all up. And like as that, then I maybe pop out to my parents or up to friends or up to my grandparents and bring them up food that I've cooked. Like I... You know, it's just a little thing that I like to do. Um, Also really noticing when I feel very feminine about myself or when I feel very sexy about myself and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I would say as a a thing of self-care, if you are a lady, especially in business or somebody that's working at a very high pace, that really focusing on your feminine energy during that time is a beautiful thing to do. And for men as well, really focusing on, you know, just being able to balance up the masculine and the feminine energy. We all have both. But just being, you know, being aware of yourself from that perspective, especially if you're single. Yeah, especially if you're single, how you come across and also that you can be locked in that kind of um, hyper, hyper busyness, hyper efficiency, which um, which which wears you out and it spins you. You have to slow down. Now, for me, you you mentioned and it's funny for me, I always know I'm in a very good place, if you like, in a relaxed place when I when I get into the baking. You know, yes. I find it very soothing. And I think the truth is it is soothing and uh, slowing myself down, you know. Uh, and I think, you know, you we all have to find our triggers, what will bring us down and what what makes us more relaxed and more more happy in ourselves. So you, you do have to find those things, going to spas, whatever it is. These are the days for you to make a little plan and to think about these things. You don't. We're not asking you to get them all done by the 1st of January, but we are saying put a little... Put a little map there and promise yourself a little bit of attention in each of these areas. Yes. The okay. next yes. the next there is home life. Uh, I read something recently and it said that if somebody in your house comes home and sh- changes the mood of everybody, 
well, you know, that, that needs to be addressed. And so we all know those people that come home. Now, look, it can happen on occasion. They can be going through stressful things. But for a lot of people that are going to be listening to this podcast, there's somebody that comes home each evening yeah. and changes the whole mood of everything in the house. Or, you know, that just doesn't, uh, I would say, add to the, the home life. That's yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Is, is not what we, we call a positive contributor to the team. No. And not a negative contributor. The one who comes in and 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 lets you know all their bad stuff, everything that's gone wrong, all the negatives. And in many ways, they're passing on all that over to you. Obviously, it can be worse than that. We're mm-hmm. talking about the other things, the coercive controls and all of that. And that's a different realm of this. But you, it's worth, I think it's worth stalling and thinking. Mm-hmm. What am I in? What am I sitting in? What am I getting used to? What am I making excuses for? Um, that's okay. Maybe you're doing it now and maybe you have done it, but maybe you need to think about the changes that you may need to make. Yes. I've during the year um, seen obviously a lot of different people for different reasons. And um, it's a lot of them coming out of coming out of marriages, coming out of relationships, breakups, trying to meet people. I do obviously a lot of that, helping people to work out the root causes and um and I, I found recently I've been meeting a lot of these people at the, you know, just pre Christmas. Yeah. And small changes make a big difference to their lives. And it is mm-hmm. exactly this point, which was asking yourself what you're sitting with, what you're mm-hmm. making yourself get used to, the talk you're telling yourself that is actually leaving you standing still instead of changing. So give this a little bit of thought. Um, from the home life perspective for anybody that is single, I think it's always good because um, I, I did this kind of life audit a few times down through my life. And yeah. um, obviously when I was single, one of the things was I hate coming home to a dark house this time of year. So I bought a lot of smart plugs and um, attached them to an app on my phone. I also bought some, my house isn't a smart house, so I bought some plug-in heaters that I would leave on. And what I would do is when I was like 20 minutes away from home, I would turn on the heating and I would turn on the smart plug. So you're not coming into a dark, cold house because it is quite a lonely thing, especially if you are lonely. So little tricks like that can help as well. Um, I also realised I was very busy and I decided I need a little bit of help with the housework. The last thing I want to do on a Saturday morning So is I decided to get a cleaner. So there's some some small little things that we can do just to help ourselves a little bit along the way. Exactly. Okay. Um, the next one, Mairead, I actually can't read my own writing. It's though. free time. So free time, I think, look, uh, one of the, a lot of the reason why people come to me for matchmaking is they don't have work-life balance. And I always talk about work-life love balance because I genuinely think that love is as important as the work balance, the work part and the life balance. Um, we're talking about free time the amount of people that fill up their free time, that are workaholics, that fill it up with, and I'm trying to arrange dates for people and they're not free for another four weeks. Now that's fine once, but when it comes to the next date and I'm trying to do it, like how are you supposed to have a relationship with somebody? Also, if you're starting in, if you're in a relationship and you've no free time to do nice things with that person, the chances are that relationship's not going to last very long. If you're single and you're not prioritizing free time with that person, Mm. Or if you just don't have any time just to literally turn off from everything, just switch yeah. off for a while. You ever think, um, I, I suppose I meet it a bit where people are almost afraid to stop, where yes. they they go fast and they stay busy because if they stop, it's like they can hear themselves and hear the silence. Yes. And 
I think uh, this is a time I know when between again, between Christmas and New Year and all of that, when you can hear the silence. But I, I would I would encourage you to to think about it in a positive way. In that silence, what are you hearing? And in that silence, what can you do with what you're hearing? Because yes. all of our lives, remember, you know, we have the, the if you have your health and if you have and for lots of people I meet, they have the finances to do it. They have it not so there, there are things you have and there are things you do not have. So it's not that, but but we're inclined to focus on the thing that we don't have. And I'm just encouraging you to look at what you do have. And in terms of free time, you have to you have to use it wisely. Don't fill it so that you can't feel the gap because if you do that, you kind of preclude yourself from advancing. Life. I think as well, looking at your life sometimes from a business perspective and your free time, like the productivity levels. And so the things you do in your life that you get enjoyment out of, that's fair enough. But there's a lot of things in your life that you do that you do not get enjoyment from. And it actually would be just easier and cheaper just to outsource it. So looking at it from that perspective, if yeah, you... Yeah, if there's something like that, me getting a cleaner, like the last thing I went to do on a Saturday morning, the only time I ever had it, was start cleaning for two or three hours. Yes, like that's so. the very last thing I wanted to do. So, it, you know, outsourcing some of the things as well to be able to get that free time if necessary. Yeah. And and do something do something that really nurtures you and makes you feel good about you in the free time rather than, as you say, bent over cleaning the bathroom, which is not very, you know, energizing. Well, you don't have to. I, yeah, there's a, a better, you know, different things to be doing. And there's nothing wrong with doing that at the same time. But, you know, yeah. if that's the only free time you have, don't use it. Use it wisely. You are. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, so, finances are next. Um, so I, area. yeah, that's my area. I was a financial advisor for six, seven years. And um, what I would say to anybody, if you are, have any issues with your credit, I would start working on that straight away. I would also look at balancing it up. Um, if anybody wants actually any links to some good financial advisors, you can just drop me a message on Instagram. Um, Marie, the matchmaker or lovehq.ie. I have a lot of people from the finance world. Actually, would you believe scheduled a call with a financial advisor myself this morning because to get do my own life goals for next year. So I do practice what I preach. Um, but yeah, I there's one thing I would say is if you can even save a little bit. And the best thing I think about this is Revolut, where just a small little bit each week, you'd be surprised. I have some vaults as well. If you're trying to get do more fun things with your friends or with your family. Yeah. Um, I have a few different vaults with different friend groups. We went to Portugal earlier or kind of around September kind of time. Revolut together, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And so we all put in like um, 30 euros a, a week. I think it's down to 20 at the moment. So I'm coming up to something we put up to 50 euros a week. But actually I was over with two other friends uh, in September in Portugal and like we went to the loveliest of places but there was no question of who's paying for what and actually we were all like oh it was a free holiday because we had all this money saved up and we just keep it going throughout the year we head off we're down in Cork a few weeks ago we went to Glass and Lake House another week there's just lots of things but also from a that's the, the fun fund or the fabulous fund um, but just from fund for, for your self which is what you're saying it's something I suppose what struck me when you said it is the mm-hmm is the financial side but it's also really important that we have things to look forward to yes little things they don't have to be I know Portugal is great and it is and it's a great thing once in the year mm-hmm. it's nice as in the winter saying well come May now actually I have one one of those done now that I think of yes. it and a tennis one for April and um, and it is nice to know it's out there 
It is. It's just coming up and it's just sitting there. But also for your own finances as well. Like if you actually think about what you would like, go and talk to a financial advisor um, uh, or just even sit down and just start saving. If someone as well is in a situation where money stresses you out a lot, just even start saving 10 euros a week, 20 euros a week. You'd be very surprised at how quickly that would build up. If you're kind of the sort of person that dips in of it, into it, dips out of it, you know, just try and, and straighten it up. But yeah. Just don't hide away. Which is what you're saying. Yeah, don't hide away from it because it's a financial stress is very stressful and especially anybody that might be renting and, you know, the levels of uncertainty or anything like that. It is very difficult as well for anybody that is single to get a mortgage. Um, So even just starting just little savings there, just having a little rainy day fund. And I also as well, if you're starting into a new relationship, I always think everybody should have a, you know, a little rainy day fund. So have your own money as well. Stay independent. I see a lot of people friends of mine that decided to give up their job and give up their independence completely when they decided to have children. I think it's no harm to continue working in some capacity. Having, there's there's a lot of freedom in it and there's less chance of course of control or there's less chance of, you know, you have way more choices when you have a bit of money there. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes though for the for, for a year or so it's good and, and people are on maternity. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I agree with that. But just keeping, just keeping your options open, like in fairness, the rate of divorce and separation is increasing always. You know, don't ever be completely dependent on somebody. And regardless of how much you love them, it's no harm to have your financial independence. hundred percent. I've always, I've always followed that. And I don't like asking my husband for money for anything. He knows that. And I don't like sharing very much. Yes, it's funny because I was sort of single, so I was 30, sort of four. Well, no, I was married once when I was sort of 30, 31. But then... Um, again, and I got very used to having my own money and my own account and everything. And I've always found it quite difficult to share. I don't mind sharing his money, but I find it difficult to share my own. Of course. And, um, of course. <laughs> that he has totally got used to. But I wanted to say just about finance that in my work with people, what I really see is also, don't forget that a lot of our spending is quite emotionally driven. Yes. We're soothing ourselves or we're lifting ourselves up or we're... Um, helping ourselves to feel good because there is, a, as we know, an endorphin factor involved when you buy something new, mm-hmm. you, you feel feel the little lift when you've got that nice thing. That's also why people buy a lot and give back a lot because they enjoy doing that. Yes. So just be aware, I think, of the emotional factor and don't shy away. I used to, funnily enough, work in um, years ago in Erling as I used to work in a, that side of the house where people would come with all sorts of financial problems and I would be looking at the emotional side of it and... Yes. Um, and it was very clear to me the biggest problem with finance, financial problems is the denial of what the what the root cause is and the letting the problem continue over a long period of time. The earlier you spot it, the better. The And the, the more you speak openly, be it to your bank or to your whoever it is that you owe money to, be open, be straight, I haven't got it, but I'm prepared to make a plan. Then you're on the way out of your problem. Uh, yes, and also just be careful with what, who influences you're following. Sometimes it's literally just they're all on commission, but you know. So be careful who you're following because it's very easy to click, click, click. Like, why don't you just delete all those influencers for a while and, you know, just give if you have got financial goals, and or the next time you say no to something, put it into a vault in your revolution and say, okay, well I didn't buy the hundred euro boots at the drop of a hat, so I'm going to put them that into a vault, and you'd be surprised how much then Don't you do. Don't keep talking about vaults. I'll have to. I'll have to research. Yeah, revolute vaults. This one. And yeah. see my revolute Brilliant. vault. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Um, uh, so and lastly, then we're talking about career. 
And for a lot of people, it's a difficult time. I have a lot of clients that are in tech at the moment that are being let go. Um, for a lot of people, they talk a lot about how much they hate their job. If you have been talking about how much you hate your job for six months, please do something okay. about it in the next couple please of weeks. Career as well. One thing that we very often forget in relation to career is commuting. And so I used to commute for two hours there in the morning and two hours home every night. That's four hours on top of my working day. So if you think of a 40 hour week, when let's face it, in any sort of senior position, you're not working bang on 40 hours. You're definitely working 45 to 50 hours minimum. And then you're adding an extra 20 on top of that for commuting. And the total right away, there's your free time that we were talking about gone. And also... What I used to find then at the weekends, because I'd driven so much all week, the last thing I wanted to do was get into a car at the weekend. So then you, you're limited as to what you want to do. And so there's a big, big cycle of that. So career-wise, definitely, if you're not where you want to be career-wise, remember again, good three months, three to six months can change absolutely everything. Yeah. And can I say that uh, as somebody who has changed my, myself quite a lot over, you know, behind yeah. and pivoted, yeah iterations of myself and I'm a huge believer in change a huge believer in um you know life doesn't have to be the same next year nope. you can you can change your life you can influence your life you don't have to don't try as they say and hit the olympic standard first move in the right direction small steps now build and create something quite strong even in a matter of 3 months 6 months but if you won't don't take that first step and you stand still. Yes. You're going to be exactly where you are. In fact, you're going to be worse because you know you need to move and you're not taking the step. So you're going to go backwards. So I'm really, I think this podcast today is really about saying this is a golden opportunity to reset. It's a golden opportunity to think about it. Not with pressure. We're just saying this is a lovely time to do it. Read a yes. bit, search a bit, look around do your, take, take it as an opportunity to review my life, see where I am, what I, what's really good, remember that, write it down, take note of it, yes. what needs to change. Um, I often, when I look at something like this, because I did these lists previously and I thought to myself, okay, this is great, but now where do I start? Okay, and I it is very difficult when you start picking holes in your life. It's like, did you ever start doing a big, huge cleanup and then you're halfway through, you're like, oh God, why did I even open that press? You know, it's kind of like that. Where do I start? So what I would actually say to you is after you've kind of gone through each of these topics is actually sit down and then note the top 10 things. If you actually picked what your ultimate kind of dream life would be this day next year and you wrote down 10 things that you would like to be absolutely true this day next year and put it in the present tense just like I own my house and lots of details on it and everything and then from there if you skim down through it and if you actually look at which one would make the biggest impact on your life and then just start with that one just start there for some people, it might be their mental health. And I would say prioritize that if that is something that needs to be prioritized. For some people, it might be the relationships in their lives. It's going to be a lot of people listening to this podcast wondering, should they break up with a partner? 
And you know what? The chances are, if you're listening to this, wondering should you break up with them or should you not? We always say it's communicate first. But if you keep on going back to it, chances are you probably do. Um, if you go down through all of them, whichever one is going to make the biggest one impact on your life, start there. And then remember, it's, it all doesn't have to be done in January. You could pick one of the 10 things each month, get one one plate rolling, then get the next plate spinning, the next plate. And then all of a sudden your life does because they do work together. Keep it small. Keep it small because small incremental change yes. is is really, it's building. You're like building mm-hmm. blocks. And I know I'm a mindset person and I'm the first, you know, I, I think in these terms all the time. But I would say to you, the single thing that will change your life and the single thing that will improve your life, in my view, mm-hmm. is realizing that you write your own story. Yes. Yes, things happen to you. We can all have misfortune. We can all have things that go wrong for us. And they do. Me too. Right. But I also know that I write the story of tomorrow and the rest of my life. Largely, it is within my own kind of power to make decisions that will change, make changes for myself. So try and get that kind of mindset. Think that through a little for yourself. And it is out of a lot of people's comfort zone. I think that's why a lot of people stay in the same job because it's out of their comfort zone. They stay in in bad relationships. They maybe stay single because it's out of their comfort zone. So realise it is going to be out of your comfort zone. So be easy on yourself. You're not supposed to be the the best at everything straight away. Just navigate it as best you can. Um, And look, try and get a bit of balance in your life. Try and think about the people in your life as well. When you start making changes to your life, very often that no longer fits the agenda. So I often say to people as well, when they find a new partner, you know, everybody is happy for you that you found love. But for very often, it is an inconvenience for people because you were the friend that they could just ring up. You were the friend that could go anywhere at the drop of a hat. You were the friend that they, you know, could call up for two hours every single night uh, when at, whenever it suited them. But then you might not hear from them for three weeks. So just choose yourself. Choose yourself exactly and believe in uh, that you can change things and be super kind to yourself about this. This is only intended to prod you in the right direction um, and to use this time well. Um, and I hope I hope you're enjoying these few days in between. Get yourself out there in the fresh air, do some nice thinking, have some nice little meetups and uh, if you can, and remember to say no to the ones that you don't want to be with. And- Choose the people you are with. And a huge Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Marate.